Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Certainly add to it. Well, good. So good morning. I've already, we started. Yes. He just told me, why don't you just take this one? I'm tired. And I'm like, no, but I can certainly add to it. (laughs) Well, you add everything. You are the spice of life, my little one. Oh, and we're drinking our spicy tea. Yeah, it's uh, not quite the same as what I normally be drinking, but yeah. But it's, <laughs> well, it's Sunday it's night. Good. We should tell yeah. them it's not morning. So right, that's you true. Wouldn't yeah, be, yeah, well, it's not you Monday wouldn't be drinking in the morning. Right. But we are recording tonight on a Sunday night mm-hmm. because tomorrow, why are we doing this? You have something tomorrow. Yeah, so I have uh, I have my pastoral coaching uh, and it's quarterly coaching. Normally we go, we fly to a location and, and get coaching there, but this time it's online. So I will be home but uh, but out of pocket for the next two days. Oh, it's two days? Yeah. Oh, wait, why isn't it in Florida this time? Why is it online? Well, uh, he's following up the Titanium Coaching with a Pastors Conference, and he had a benefactor, a friend of the ministry, who said, you know, if you put this online, you can reach more people. Um, So that's what they did. They made the decision to go online, uh, which is not great for me, because, you know, I I mean, I don't really want to go to a five-day Zoom conference. But by doing that, then people from all around the world can participate. Oh, wow. Really so nice. this isn't just your core little group that you normally meet with? No, my core group is only about 20 of us. It's oh. called the Titanium Coaching. Okay. And then, so it's two days of Titanium Coaching, which is the real mm-hmm. intensive church mm-hmm. systems coaching. Uh, and then <clears throat> after that is, is, um, is a less intensive pastor's conference. And uh, last time I went to it, there's about 100 people or so. Uh, but again, because they because mm-hmm. they made the decision to move online, now they can have uh, many people from other sure. other nations. A lot of missionaries. Oh, nice! Um, I know we have a lot of Nigerian Christians because they speak English as as one of their languages mm-hmm. over there. So they'll be joining us too. Well, um, so it's really great. Okay, but you're only doing two of the five days. Yeah, I'm just doing two of the days because it's uh, the the coaching. It's yeah, it's, it's the coaching network is led by um, evangelical Christians, and they don't really do Lent. So yeah, they so they don't have to be back by Wednesday and do so. the Lenten services. So I do the coaching because the coaching is fantastic, but I, I can't really take three days, three additional days off. No. Uh, for a conference. Okay, so. got it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, how is your Lent going? You know, it's actually going. Uh, it's going surprisingly well. Good. Yeah, it's going surprisingly well. You know, I've uh, I've given up the three things: mm-hmm. the alcohol, sweets, and junk food. Basically everything. And I've uh, yeah <laughs> yeah, and then I've, I've taken on two things. I wanted to read two books, and I started one of those books. So that's mm-hmm. been a very enlightening book, and that's, okay. that's really inspired me. Yeah, so things are going well, but I definitely miss it. You know, mm. I think we're 10 days into our Lenten fast. Oh, we're 12 fast, days. Though. 12 days, okay. 12 days into our Lenten Well, Lenten I think fast. we're turning into 12 tomorrow. It's 11 probably. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah. Who's into, counting? We're in, well, not who's us, counting? Uh, so we're, we are into our Lenten fast, and it's hard. It's you hard. Know, I mean, this is about the time where the, <clears throat> um, the that initial burst of inspiration and motivation kind of wears off. Right. <clears throat> And then normally by about, you know, week three or four, you're kind of like you're, you know, you've, you've come into a new routine. So it's okay. Yeah. We're, so we'll get over this. Hump. This this reminds me of. You got to white knuckle it through this yeah, hard part. It's kind of like, you know, uh, 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 when you exercise, you know, this is like we're getting our heart rhythm up, mm. you know, so it's you, you feel fatigued, you feel tired, but you know, if you can just push on through. You'll hit your stride. Yeah, it's like the first yet. mile of running. It's not that fun, but once you pass that first mile, you're like, let's go. Are you supposed to run more than one mile? <laughs> Some people do. Oh, but you know, well, we did we did have our first social event, and that is always hard when mm-hmm. you know when the wine is flowing and you're like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, but that's what it's all about. That's what it's about. Self denial. That's what it's all about. Right? So you deny yourself those comforts mm-hmm. that you can find comfort in Jesus, and that actually turned out to be great because it was a social event, but uh, but we had the opportunity to share our faith with some people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and talk about you know how the how each of us came to faith. And that, mm-hmm. was, that was great. It was so, so very good. Um, okay. Other than that, I'm just trying to think. There's not much we can just go right into this again. It's probably going to be shorter tonight. I've got to go help with some math homework in a okay. moment here. Okay. Um, but I don't think there's much to tell anyway. So we're kind of in a yeah. Yeah, I mean, good. all the kids are doing yep. very well, yep. you know, and we will be heading up to see Sophie, but not for a few weeks. Yep. So Spring we're still break. in the planning stages of that. Yep. Uh, so no, things are going very well. Very well. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we um, begin? We're studying the book of Acts, which yep. is kind of funny. You spent 30 minutes on Acts, and I spent four months with my ladies yeah. on Acts. Yeah. But we, we're doing it, we're still doing crossways, but mm-hmm. it is Lent. So Wednesday nights are broken up into half an hour service mm-hmm. for Lent after dinner and then half an hour class so the class is half the time as normal so he has to like really go through it quickly yeah, yeah so i compressed it and i think the first one went well i mean i probably spoke a little too rapidly but well i mean acts is almost impossible well. to do in a half an hour some of the some of the epistles and stuff are yeah. going to be fine yeah, but this acts is like every sentence is packed with like five things yeah it, it totally is and yeah. so we, we can just kind of hit the yeah you know zoom out and kind of hit the okay. highlights the lay of the land uh, and so what I did, you know, big, big picture, what I did is I spoke about how Acts could be called Acts of the Apostles, mm-hmm. and then the giving of the, I'm sorry, Acts no, of no, the Holy no. Spirit. No, 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 it is called Acts of the Apostles. It is called Acts of the Apostles. It, it could, could be, be called. There you go, Acts of the Holy Spirit. Right. And then how the Holy Spirit's given on Pentecost, who then inspires the Apostles to go out from Jerusalem, Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We spoke about Paul's mission trips, and that was that. So, <laughs> so we'll go ahead and go through it in some more detail. Yeah, let's go okay. through it in some more detail. Uh, but yeah, so now that we're done with the Gospels, you know, if you remember, the, the Gospels end with Jesus ascending back into heaven. Mm-hmm. But as he ascends into heaven, he says, um, you know, I will not leave you orphans. Well, actually, that's from the Gospel of John. But yeah. still, you know, that he will not leave them orphans, but that he will send the Holy Spirit upon them. Mm-hmm. And so 10 days later, the 50th day after Passover, the day of Pentecost, uh, the Holy Spirit falls upon the apostles in Jerusalem. And the Holy Spirit falls upon the apostles, and it's in the power of the Holy Spirit that the apostles are then able to do all the things which they do in the book of Acts. Right. And so the Acts of the Apostles is really the Acts of the Apostles as led and empowered and guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and it takes up primarily with Paul and Peter, I would say. Although our book that we're... Um, studying mm-hmm. has like Paul, Philip, Peter as yeah. the main, which I'm surprised by because Philip is not a huge role. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people have described Acts as like the prologue of Acts and then Paul because Paul right. takes up like 16 chapters. Does, yeah. But really it, it turns on, it starts with Peter, Peter's mm-hmm. ministry. And then it turns at like chapter nine, beginning of, well, around there when, when he's converted, Paul is converted. And then it's Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul. Right. right. Yeah, and I, th- I think they threw Philip in there because Philip is the one who evangelizes the Samaritans. Yeah. And so in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, um, you know, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, mm-hmm. and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, you know, uh, Peter is the one primarily who does the, the witnessing work in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. beginning with the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit falls down upon him and right. then he preaches that great sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later, you know, when they're arrested in the temple and that gives him the opportunity to uh, to preach before the Sanhedrin, to preach in the temple when they heal the, the crippled man. Uh, so Peter's the one who's really driving the um, the witnessing in the, in the Jerusalem area. Okay. Uh, but then in Samaria, you know, it's, oh yeah, then it's Philip. It's Philip, right? So okay. when, what happens is the church grows, and the church uh, grows so rapidly 
that uh, they need to change its structure, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to change its structure. And so they, they get these seven men called deacons mm-hmm. to help out with uh, more of the administrative aspects of the church, and the right. caretaking aspects. Uh, and one of them, Stephen, is the first martyr. Right. So Stephen uh, gives his life as a testimony, as a witness to Jesus Christ. And that launches a persecution. Uh, and the persecution then drives many of the Christians out of Jerusalem. The apostles stay. But many of the Christians are driven out of Jerusalem, including Philip, who then goes and preaches to the Samaritans. Okay. So we got from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. So now we're going out a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, but that persecution. So we've got you know Philip, who kind of evangelizes the Samaritans, who are, you know, not quite Jews, not quite Gentiles. They've kind of got like a foot in each camp. You know, they consider themselves Jews, but the Jews don't the consider Jews themselves don't, Jews. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of like, you know, half and half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then likewise, Philip evangelizes the Ethiopian eunuch, okay. who again is a Gentile. You know, mm-hmm. He's an Ethiopian, but he's also a God-fearer because he was in Jerusalem worshiping God and he was you know, he's right. reading the scroll of Isaiah. So he's right. a God-fearer. So again, someone kind of half in and half out. So Philip is this transitional figure. Okay. And then... And then we come Paul. to Paul. Right. Okay, well, we should double back a little bit on the, because um, that, that verse 1-8 is sort of the mission statement of the whole sure. book. So basically it says, you know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. But basically, I mean, if they heard that, um, I mean, you've got Jerusalem where Jesus was killed, mm-hmm. Judea where they were he was rejected by his own people, mm-hmm. right? Samaria, yes, they consider them like half-breeds, basically. Yeah, half-breeds. And then the ends of the earth. These are not things that I think the Jews wanted to hear. No, no, you I know? think you're absolutely right. This is not a mission they really wanted to take on. No. <laughs> I wouldn't think, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy it's Spirit. It's empowered yeah. by the Holy Spirit. And then uh, this coming Sunday, I'm preaching on, on the book of Acts again, and as part of our sermon series. Uh, and this coming Sunday, you know, we mentioned that... Um, that all of this begins in the very epicenter where these things happen. Mm. And so, you know, Jesus was tried and crucified and buried in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then that's the very place where the apostles claim that he was risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so it begins, you know, right in the place where it could be disproved. If it wasn't true, right. it would have been easy for anyone to say, whoa, whoa, time out, wait a minute, let me take you down the street here. Right. And I'll show you the tomb where Jesus' body is. Hmm. But of course, none of them could do that. And then same thing with Judea. That these are people, many of them probably had heard Jesus in his three years of ministry, mm-hmm. or certainly heard about him, mm-hmm. you know, about that strange prophet who came to town and healed all the blind and that right. kind of thing. Uh, and so the, the, the apostles go out and they're ministering to people who, uh, who, who, know that they, they, uh, who know who Jesus is, that he's a real man, that right. he really claimed to be God. And now there's this astounding fact of the resurrection that they have to deal with. And of course, it's not just the verbal witness, but it's the power witness as well. That in the power of the Holy Spirit, the apostles perform the same kinds of miracles mm-hmm. as Jesus. Yeah. And that shows that they have Jesus' power and authority. Yeah. Well, and then also you mentioned Stephen. That's another um, segue into the fact that, you know, he gives this huge long speech, mm-hmm. which basically narr- narrates all of Israel's history. Um, but the book of Acts is taken up with like so many speeches. I think you mentioned that in class. That yeah. that's a that's the driver of the of the book really. How many speeches are there? It's yeah, about a huge. third of it is, yeah. is speeches. Yeah. About a third of the book of Acts is speeches. Yeah. yeah. And they, they follow a particular pattern. Uh, you know, one that would be very similar to uh, to us today. And I won't go through it in as much detail as I did in class. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a very particular pattern. You know, this uh, this sense of uh, you know here's who Jesus is. He ministered among you. You cru- you crucified him. He died. He rose from the dead. Right. See these things which he is doing. 
Jesus Christ is coming again this time as king. Repent and put your faith and trust in okay. him. And so it's a very typical, you know, we, we would recognize it really as, you know, I'm almost the same sermon I preached today. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, here's Jesus, okay. he's the yep. king. Repent, put your faith and trust in him. Got it. And it's the it's the same message that really Christians have been preaching for yeah. you know, 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. It works. It does. Yeah. It works. So uh, we left it off at Philip and Stephen. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that introduces us to Paul. Oh, yeah. And so Paul is there. And there's that one verse, I think it says, and I watched their cloaks while they stoned Jesus, while they yeah. stoned Stephen to death. Yeah, he was right uh, there. And so Paul was right there watching it all happen, participating in it. And it says he approved he of approved their killing him. That's it. That's right. And of course, uh, you know, God claims Paul on the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last man who wanted to meet Jesus meets him yep. and finds much to his shock that Jesus loves him. That Jesus wants him to repent and be saved. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Jesus has not come to meet Paul on the road to Damascus to uh, to smite him down, but rather to to turn him. Yeah, that Paul might live. So it's an extraordinary act of grace, and it changes Paul's life forever. And then the power of that experience, uh, Paul can do two things. First, he can claim to be an apostle because he too has seen the Lord Jesus. Right. Uh, and he has a commission from Jesus. The risen you know, Lord. I will make you my uh, instrument for the Gentiles. Okay. So we've got from Jerusalem into Judea and Samaria, and now with Paul, we take it to the ends of the earth. So right. the people who are full-on Gentiles, not just kind of half and half, like right. the Ethiopian eunuch or the Samaritan, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're full-on Gentiles, you know, ham and cheese-eating Gentiles. Right. He he tried to take it to the Jews a little bit at first, but then he did. it became obvious yeah. that he wasn't the, the man for that job, and that's kind of the way ministry works, right? Yeah. People have different gifts and and different audiences, I guess, and, and Paul wasn't the man for the for the Jews. <laughs> No, he wasn't. And, you know, he, because of his history. And he did do some good work. I mean, yeah. his, his strategy, so Paul takes three missionary journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his strategy, at least on the first two, is he'll stop in the synagogues. And so he'll take the word first to the Jews. But what he finds yeah. is that there's a division in the synagogues. And so, you know, some accept it, some don't. But he seems to have a more receptive audience among the Gentiles. Right, yeah. right. Because he didn't have that long history of being like a like a quintessential quintessential Jew mm-hmm. and then becoming a Christian. I mean, that right. that was sort of off-putting. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And so Paul begins his first missionary journey. And mm-hmm. again, this is, you know, the Acts of the Apostles really are the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the Christians are worshiping in Antioch in Syria, which was the third largest city in the Roman Empire behind Rome, of mm-hmm. course, and Alexandria in Egypt. So the third okay. largest city is Antioch. And it's there in Antioch that they are worshiping. And the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to them while they're worshiping and with prayer and fasting and says, set apart from me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I have called them. Okay. And so the Holy Spirit leads them and directs them. And the Holy Spirit says, set these men apart. They do. They pray for them. They send them off. And off they go on the first missionary journey. Yeah. So Paul goes into the into Gentile territory, up into what's now modern-day Turkey. Uh, and he preaches the word. And his preaching is accompanied with signs and wonders, just like uh, Jesus did, mm-hmm. casting out of demons, healing of the sick. Right. So much so that people thought both he and Peter were gods, right? That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lystra, they, mm-hmm. they, they want to sacrifice to them. Right. And so they return from that with this astonishing news, it's Acts 14, 27, that God had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. Really yeah. astonishing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so this really kind of rocks the apostles <laughs> to their core. And they say, well, yeah. what in the world does this mean? So they have a council in Jerusalem where the apostles all gather together because they have been given authority to bear the witness of Jesus to the world. So they get the authority figures together, the apostles, and mm-hmm. they say, what do we do about this? 
debate goes back and forth, and they finally decide, um, as, as it says in Acts 15, uh, that we are saved just as they are. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, they, they, uh, these Gentiles do not need to first become Christian. I'm sorry, these no. Gentiles don't need to first become Jews. Jewish, to become Christian. You know, they don't need to, to keep the old covenant. Right. It's sufficient that they keep the new covenant, mm-hmm. which is believing in Jesus Christ. You right. Know, if you believe in him, you shall be saved. And the testimony of that is that God has poured out his Holy Spirit upon mm-hmm. them and that God is blessing this ministry and bringing Gentiles to himself. Yeah. Now, while they were completely shocked by that, there were certainly traces of that in the Old Testament, that oh, God absolutely. was the light yeah. of the Gentiles, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah, and so in hindsight, they could go back yeah, and see hindsight. how God was preparing for them, but yes. they, you know, they didn't quite have the eyes to see it. Yeah, and right? we don't either usually, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so that's a, a one. Uh, that's a really a turning point. That um, that as this ministry continues, they, mm-hmm. they make this decision. No, you know the Gentiles don't need to become Jews first. That they can they're accepted because of what Jesus Christ has done. They're made right by grace through right. faith. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to keep the law. They don't need to keep kosher. They don't need to keep the Sabbath. They don't need to be circumcised. They just need to believe. Yeah. Well, they have a short list. There's a, <laughs> a list short of, list, right? Like sexual immoralities mm-hmm. and no eating blood sacrifice to. Well, right? Blood yeah. sacrifices and no. There's four things. I can't remember what yeah, they are. Don't, but... don't eat meat that's been strangled. Yes. Right. So, and, and the idea There's was small that things. Since, you know, since time immemorial, um, Jews had been eating. Well, there's two ways of looking at it. Once since time immemorial, you know, Jews were eating blood that had been sacrificed in one way. So the uh, food that had been drained of blood. Yes. And so, you know, if you meet a German, eats a blood sausage. That's just so offensive so to bad. them that you, they could Yeah, don't do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are, of course, moral laws. Yes. But in terms of having to keep ritual laws, there's just a handful. Exactly. So that's the first missionary journey. And then Paul goes back the second missionary journey. He visits the same places to tell them the good news. Uh, and the Holy Spirit, again, Holy Spirit leads. Holy mm-hmm. Spirit calls Paul uh, to cross over into Macedonia. And so now for the first time, uh, the gospel jumps from one continent to mm. another, from the continent of Asia, to Europe. all the way over into the continent of Europe. And there, you see, Paul has a very successful ministry uh, among the Gentiles in what is now modern-day Greece and uh, Macedonia. Paul comes back. I mean, and- by successful, yes, he was very successful. But let's not forget, he was also like beaten, imprisoned, well, left for dead. That. I mean, yeah. he was successful in a spiritual sense. He was almost killed on yeah, multiple occasions no, multiple true. occasions yeah um so paul comes back and then he leaves for a third missionary journey uh and this one he goes uh back to asia minor modern day turkey mm-hmm. and he spends two years in ephesus so oh we've Eph- been there yeah you know i've been there it's a great city mm-hmm. fantastic ruins if you ever get the chance my goodness yeah that was fun. if you ever get the chance to go to turkey and greece uh by all means stop by ephesus it is well 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 mm-hmm. worth that's the only thing there is the ruins i mean there's no there's no town anymore no, right. There was no. a there was like some houses way scattered around, mm-hmm. but it's not like a city anymore. No, no. So there was, as I remember, Ephesus. You know, back in the day, in the, the time mm-hmm. the Bible was a port city. Yeah. But then there is a history of earthquakes, which mm. um, which uh, dammed up the river, and so the, the the port was silted up and buried under Got feet it. and feet and feet of topsoil. So it was all orchards, mm. and then it was rediscovered later. Yeah. Uh, but Ephesus at this time is the fourth largest city okay. in the empire. So again, you know, Paul has a strategy here and he sets up shop for two years in Ephesus, preaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and because it's such an important city, you know, the word goes out in all directions. Because it's yep. a hub okay. um, for everything. So the word goes out into all directions. Uh, Paul visits the churches he planted. He builds them up. He returns to Jerusalem. A riot breaks out. 
because uh, some of the, the Jews in Jerusalem say, this is that man who's telling people all the world over that they don't have to listen to Moses anymore. Let's kill him. Mm. Uh, and so the Romans have to come and they rescue Paul from his countrymen. Mm. Uh, and then they whisk him away. They, they put him in jail for his own safety. Paul yeah. appeals to Rome and Paul heads off to Rome on his fourth journey. Uh, and through trials and tribulations and storms and shipwrecks, Paul finally makes it uh, to Rome. Yes, he was told he was going to be able to preach in front of the emperor, right? Yes. And he finally gets to. He finally gets to. Though it doesn't actually Now we don't, we, yes. But he finally gets to Rome. We kind of assume he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it ends on a very strange. Yeah, and so it ends with so. Paul in Rome mm-hmm. uh, preaching. Uh, and he was, uh, for two years, he preached without hindrance, it says. Yeah. And that's how the book of Acts ends. I know. Um, and which is kind of an odd ending. Now, in one sense, it is complete because remember Acts 1.8, you know, you will be my mm-hmm. witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, now Paul is in the ends of the earth. You know, he's right. in the center of the Roman Empire. He is in Rome bearing witness to Christ. So that's yeah. a good place to end the story. Yeah. But I also wonder if, uh, if uh, I mean, my, myself, I'm kind of a conservative guy, and I think this is an indication that Luke ended his gospel before Paul was martyred, which would have been 62 or 63. You mean Luke ended this writing? Yeah. Luke not, ended, not his gospel. I'm sorry, Luke yeah. ended this writing. Yeah, no, he, it had to be before because the, the burning of Rome doesn't, how would they not say that? Or Peter's mm-hmm. um, Peter's yeah. martyrdom. I right. mean, it seems like it's got to be before 65 yeah, or 64. Yeah, because it seems like those are key, key events. That, right. So it seems like they would have... Um, Put them in there. Would have spoken about those. So, yeah. you know, it's always hard to argue from silence, but it does yeah. seem to me yeah. like here's a sign, an indication of how early these documents are. Yep. That Acts is volume two, Luke is volume one. Both of them must have been written Bef- yeah. uh, before 62. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are very, very early, exactly. early documents. Which so, is awesome. Yeah. So it's a great okay. book. I mean, you know, high, high level. We had to kind of brisk through it. Well, did uh, you say you're doing again next week, Acts? There's more? Uh, well, on, on Sunday morning. I'm, oh, I'm Sunday morning. Acts. You're yeah, preaching Sunday on Acts. But, but no, what, what are we doing on Wednesday? Okay, so for Wednesday, we are looking at um, John's Gospel. And let's see, we're looking at John. I'm sorry, not John's No, gospel, not John's. John's letters. I was going to say, we did yeah, that. Yeah, we're looking at John's letters. Okay, one, two, and three, John. Yeah, and I can't remember, because it's, you know, we're in, in book six. You're so, in the final book, I think. Yeah, we're in book six, so I, I don't have that book. I have book five in front of me, but... Um, you told them, yeah, you told well, them. I told they, them to read two sections they all took of, a picture of, uh, of it's book fine. six. So it's yeah. 51B, which is threats posed by Gnosticism, and 51E, Resurrection and eternal life. Oh, good. Okay. So that's what we're looking at next. Okay. Very good.